Welcome back to Plastic Surgery Decoded, the podcast where we demystify plastic surgery and unpack it into relatable concepts. I'm your host, Dr. Regina Newhan. In season one, we explored many cosmetic procedures, injectables, and skincare. Then in season two, we discussed reconstructive plastic surgery, including a few episodes on hand surgery. If you're interested in hearing about any of those topics, please scroll back through the past episodes to find what intrigues you. And now in season three, we've been tackling general questions that people have about plastic surgery. And this episode, number 40, happens to be the final episode for season three. Afterwards, Plastic Surgery Decoded podcast will take a break to work on a new concept for season four. But for today, we're talking about current trends in plastic surgery. This will include trends about what procedures are done and how they're done, new strategies and treatment, and what happens when trends fall out of favor after you've had the procedure. Remember that this podcast reflects my experience and my opinion. It is not intended to give formal medical advice, but instead you can use it to gain insight, even if you're just curious. So settle in for a listen and enjoy. Well, I'm sure I don't have to tell you that plastic surgery has become increasingly popular these days. And with it, there are trends which can be noticed when you analyze the big picture. So let's talk about the trends currently being seen in plastic surgery. For ease of discussion, I've organized them into five categories. Number one is type of procedure. Number two, technology. Number three, treatment strategies. Number four, timing of procedures. And number five, aesthetic tastes. The first category, again, is type of procedures. And the trend is more surgical procedures. This was a big surprise. For the last several years, up until the work and lifestyle changes that occurred as a result of the COVID pandemic, the trend favored non-invasive or minimally invasive intervention to rejuvenate the appearance, with those numbers skyrocketing year by year. But a surprising shift that many plastic surgeons have noticed in the last year or so is an actual increase in bigger surgical procedures, though the demand for less invasive treatment still remains steady. Why is this occurring? Speculations include the fact that people have been out of circulation, so to speak, for an extended period, and they've had time to think about changes they'd like to make. Also, they may have some saved income that wasn't spent on travel or on social activities. By now, they recognize the limits of minimally invasive procedures and want to do something more long-lasting. They don't mind the downtime because, well, everything is downtime these days. Plus, they have been staring at themselves constantly with Zoom meetings, selfie photos, and they're barraged by social media. Their friends and colleagues are in the same boat. When we all used to meet regularly in person, we were used to viewing only the other person directly and not seeing a reflection of ourselves while we were interacting. But there is this new standard for connecting with peers now rather than in person, and our appearance is constantly brought to mind by our own faces being up front and center. Furthermore, with additional free time at home during the day, frequent glances in the mirror keep our appearance at top of mind as well. Supporting this concept are statistics which show the dramatic rise in number of rhinoplasties, or nose reshaping surgeries, done in 2020. Because what is the first thing you notice on a selfie photo? Your nose. Though you may not realize it will always look wider and bigger on screen than it does in reality due to camera position and angle. In 2018, 
breast augmentation was the top procedure and rhinoplasty was third. But statistics from the American Society of Plastic Surgeons, or ASPS, for 2020 show a bump in nose surgery to become the number one most popular cosmetic surgical procedure. No pun intended, by the way. Eyelid, face, and neck treatments have also inherently had an increased focus due to online appearance and again from having a lot of time to look in the mirror. Eyelid and brow lifts may have seen a surge due to all the mask wearing. Those were the only facial parts of each other people in public were seeing. Now, all of this increase in the number of bigger surgical procedures does not mean that less invasive ones are no longer in favor. To the contrary, their popularity remains quite strong. Next, let's talk about trends in terms of updated technology in all realms. There's constantly something new being passed around in the plastic surgery world. But new does not always mean better, or that it's at least enough of a technological improvement to warrant changing the standard course of treatment, or switching to a new device, for instance. But periodically, there are new developments that are truly worthy of taking note. One past case of this is the addition of a fractionated component to laser treatment, meaning treating skin in a grid pattern rather than as a full sheet. This concept really expanded the possible uses of laser and decreased the downtime. But in general, be a little wary of the latest and greatest, as it's better to see what has staying power before committing. Many of the current technologies touted as being new have actually been around for a while, but they have been updated with improved features that can help refine or improve the results and maximize safety as well. Examples include facial and sometimes body skin tightening. The use of radio frequency has been around a long time, but administering it through a grid of microneedles is getting a lot of press lately, even though that concept itself is not brand new. The benefit is that it allows the thermal energy created by the radio frequency to be administered at a deeper level where it can have more of an effect. The technology has been tweaked for better efficiency and more safety to the overlying skin. Also, advancements have been made in non-surgical body shaping technology whose varieties promote everything from fat reduction to skin tightening to muscle building. Many of these can be effective, but only to certain limits and realistic expectations are essential. In addition, we can consider refinement in suspension threads and barb sutures, which allow more minimally invasive contour changes, though these are best for small corrections and may have a limited lifespan. Next, there have been clever device inventions, which streamline and facilitate the process of fat transfer, for example, and use of a body's own healing capacity by harvesting and concentrating fluid components such as PRP or platelet-rich plasma and growth factors, and utilizing them as supplemental treatments. A couple more examples of technology expansion are the development of surgical techniques and anesthetic administrating techniques, which allow more to be done in the office rather than in an operating room, and the evolution of new applications for existing procedures, such as new uses for fat grafting and new beneficial locations for filler. What I think is more exciting than any single new technology, however, is the strategy of how treatments are implemented. Specifically, I'm talking about the trend for a combination approach to treatment. Combining certain treatments with each other, either concomitantly or as a staged approach, really ups the impact of the original procedure. How about some examples? 
The combination of microneedling with other modalities has trended now to become relatively standard these days, with the stated benefit of inducing more collagen production and therefore skin tightening as compared to microneedling alone. Such added modalities include radiofrequency, as we just discussed, and gas plasma, for instance. Even topical PRP, or platelet-rich plasma derived from the patient's own blood serum, has been combined with microneedling to speed the healing and possibly enhance the rejuvenation as well. Similarly, the addition of thermal energy to liposuction, such as through the components of laser, ultrasound, radiofrequency, or plasma, enhances the outcome to some degree by inducing some contraction of the tissues and skin which may be looser after liposuction. And combination treatments for cellulite are on the rise. If you'll recall from our discussion of cellulite during episode number two of this podcast on the topic of liposuction, cellulite is a threefold problem, and addressing the skin, the fat, and the fibrous septae attachments in combination may produce the best results. For instance, a combination approach for cellulite may include a skin tightening treatment like ultrasound or radiofrequency, plus a fat reduction procedure plus subcision or an enzyme injection for release of the tethered fiber septae. Acoustic shockwave therapy and biostimulatory filler have at times been added as well. And as we talk about combining rejuvenation therapies, we can't forget the basics, neurotoxins like Botox combined with fillers. These two categories of injectables inherently function differently and are typically used in different regions of the face. But recently, more sophisticated combinations of these two, strategically placed, are found to enhance facial contour more than one or the other ever could. Next, let's talk about a general trend in timing of treatment. Specifically, there has been a focus recently on what some have termed prejuvenation, with a P. Many younger people, still in their 20s, have been pursuing treatments and procedures in the hopes of preventing or minimizing the signs of aging for as long as possible. This may include anything on the spectrum from having a good skincare regimen to starting Botox and fillers to even undergoing surgical procedures. There's nothing inherently wrong with that if there is truly something to correct. But it's important to realize that any intervention may have repercussions, particularly if it's repeated time and again. So if it's started too early and continued on a regular basis, there may be consequences. Too much Botox or filler over time can lead to weakened muscles and stretched out or drooping skin, paradoxically making someone look a little older rather than younger. But the most appropriate and healthy prejuvenation starts simply in the form of self-care with a good skincare regimen, which you can learn more about in episode number 19. Plus, of course, the use of sunscreen and avoidance of smoking. These latter two can actually be the most economical prejuvenation steps out there. And then we have the category of trends in aesthetic tastes. In general, there seems to be more acceptance of cosmetic procedures among everyday people, not just celebrities, and they are more candid about it on social media. Preferred body shape currently favors an enhanced buttocks appearance, and for some, that has expanded to include hip contour enhancement, such as with fat crafting, particularly as an add-on to a Brazilian butt lift or a tummy tuck if hip contour is not curvy enough. It can also be a benefit in gender reassignment. Breast augmentation is still a popular procedure, but many surgeons are now seeing an increase in requests from patients 
for implant downsizing, as many women are starting to prefer a more natural look. Alternatively, there may be a request for implant removal related either to a patient tiring of the implants or due to concern about breast implant illness and rarely ALCL, which is anaplastic large cell lymphoma. You can learn more about these in episode number five with the topic all about breast implants. And this discussion about aesthetic tastes leads us to our next section. What if the trend you followed falls out of favor? The fact is, trends change. What's in style now may be different in five to 10 years. So if you've invested in a trend by undergoing a procedure, that could become a concern if that look is no longer favored by the masses, especially if that procedure was one with a long lasting outcome. Let's talk about some examples. Lip filler. I'm sure I don't have to tell you what a popular procedure this has become. The desire for full lips, and more recently even overfilled lips, has been extremely widespread. It's been promoted by celebrities and on social media, and it has come to symbolize attractiveness. But like many trends, it can be done to extreme and then rebound in the opposite direction. We're now starting to see taste change to favor more natural appearing lips. This still may include treatment with filler, particularly for those who have always had thin lips anyway, but the popularity of exaggerated lips seems to be waning. What can be done to decrease the size of overfilled lips? Well, it largely depends on what was used as filler. Hyaluronic acid, or HA filler, such as products in the Restylane and Juvederm lines, can be essentially dissolved with an injected enzyme called hyaluronidase. Longer-lasting filler cannot be dissolved and may need surgical intervention if a change is wished, though that will create some degree of scar tissue. And lips that have been injected with fat could theoretically be suctioned to decrease the size, but this is not as easy or as uncomplicated as it may sound. Furthermore, lips that have been enlarged repeatedly over a long period of time may be stretched out and therefore will lose shape when the volume is intentionally reduced. A small surgical procedure, such as a lip lift, may be indicated to help restore shape. Almond-shaped eyes. There has been a recent trend for almond-shaped eyes, also labeled fox eyes, whether induced by suspension threads or by bigger surgery. But this change is difficult to reverse and may cause premature skin stretch or other problems, which may in turn call for even more surgery down the road. Buttock contour. We just talked about the trend for fuller buttocks, which has been around for several years now, prompting the Brazilian butt lift, or BBL, to be a more common procedure. It consists of large volume fat crafting to the buttocks region, and if you'd like to learn more about that, take a listen to episode number 14. Now, should this aesthetic ideal ever change, and since many trends are cyclical, it just might, then reversing a BBL can be done, but would require surgery for liposuction and may leave residual stretched out skin that may not return to the original starting point, unfortunately. Over the years, breast implant placement to restore lost volume after childbearing or to create volume that was never there initially has become quite mainstream. And over time, there has been an actual idealization of the very full and rounded look, as implied by the adage, the bigger the better. But large breast size can cause back pain and difficulty finding clothing that fits, among other problems, prompting some women to wish to downsize their implants and possibly change the shape to an anatomic or teardrop one. Or, as mentioned earlier, complete implant removal may be requested due to concerns about ALCL or breast implant illness. Now, implant exchange or removal is quite manageable, 
but having had implants in for an extended period of time usually means this procedure will leave behind some stretched out breast tissue and a relative loss of shape. It's possible a breast lift or fat grafting component may need to be added to restore satisfaction with breast appearance. Well, we've had a good overview of some of the current trends in plastic surgery. Of course, there's always going to be something new that's available or on the horizon. The key is to have a good understanding of your personal goals and the motivation behind them. You may not always be able to predict the longevity of a procedure, but you are capable of deciding if you can live with it should taste change. And this may be the incentive to wait until a trend has demonstrated some lasting power before making the leap. Well, that's our show for today. Hope you enjoyed it and learned something too. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Please share this podcast with someone else who might be interested. And while you're at it, check out the podcast website for related topics to explore. It's www.plasticsurgerydecoded.com. And as always, thank you for listening to Plastic Surgery Decoded.